Sounds of WFAN. This is Mike's on Francesca on the fan on this Thursday, the seventh day of June. Kind of the calm before the storm after, you know, before we get to what will be a uh, wild weekend. Uh, Yankees, Mets, Belmont Stakes, so a lot going on. We'll say goodbye to the uh, NBA and uh, NHL. Uh, we've already said goodbye to the NBA, said it last night in the fourth quarter. Too much Durant. Uh not a not a vintage LeBron performance, a vintage Durant performance, and a lot of help from his friends, some of his uh, other friends, not the normal friends, and uh, they now lead three love, and who cares if it's four or five, doesn't make any difference. So for all intents and purposes, the NBA season is over, and the hockey season can uh, just follow it right out the door, uh, and we can worry about drafts and who goes where and everything else that goes with that, uh, and we'll start to usher in the NFL a little more, but and of course, baseball front and center as we get ready for the Subway Series, and the information I have right now is probably not the information I don't think anybody wanted to hear who wants the Subway Series, and that is my information at the moment, up to the minute, is that it is highly, and I underline highly, unlikely that Cespedes will play in the uh, Yankee Series. So that's the information I have to the moment that it is, and like I said, underline highly unlikely that he will play in the series. So I think a lot of us felt he would. I kind of felt that we were moving in that direction. There seemed to be a feeling, but my understanding is uh, that he's just not ready and that they're not going to take any chances. And I have been told that it is highly unlikely that he will play in the series. So that was the word, highly. So that's where we are with him. Um, it takes some steam out of it. The Mets are going to have to get by without him. Uh, you know, they Listen, this is a perfect setup for the Mets. It really is. It might not seem like it. You might think that the Yankees off another uh, big win yesterday, a terrific pitching performance all the way around, and then some power late that it looked like the Yankees might go in steamrolling. Maybe the Yankees will go in steamrolling. But the Yankees are going to face some good pitching. They're going to face some, you know, very good right-handed pitching. They're going to face a couple of guys who can be dominant. They're going to face a guy who's been one of the top three pitchers in the sport so far in DeGrom. And... We'll see where that takes us. Uh, you never know. Tanaka usually is vulnerable to the long ball. I don't know if that's the case with the Met left-handed hitters because uh, they don't seem to be able to hit a home run at City Field. I mean, you know, Bruce hasn't hit one this year. Conforto's only hit two there. So, uh, I mean, it has been uh, very, very few and far between. So we'll see if they can snap out of it. But it's a – listen, the status quo is Yanks get two out of three. If the Yanks flatten them and send them on the road with nine straight losses, that'll be ugly. If the Mets ever step up and win two out of three, they had a great weekend. If they ever stun the world and win all three, which is extremely, that, that is also extremely unlikely uh, because you're just not going to quiet those Yankee bats down probably for three straight days. Uh, but uh, if they can just eke out two out of three, you know what? They had a good weekend and they can go on their way uh, and the Yankees can go on their way. But the Yankees obviously have very little to gain. Uh, the Mets have... A lot to gain, and all the Mets can be done is knocked farther into the ground, if that's the case, the way things are going right now. We should have three very big crowds. That's the word. Um, that's what makes this special, is that in the middle of many times when the stadium, especially City Field or, or Shea, when it has been a bad time, when it has been empty, when a ballpark has been empty, you know, there's been nothing going on. This series fills up 
the ballpark. And that's what I like about it. And I, I'm always, I, I, I make this point uh, when this comes up every year because I hear people, oh, I hate, I hate, oh, I hate, oh, it's, it's, you know, it used to be good, it's not good anymore, oh, I hate this. And then you have a full stadium, people care, people go families, one wearing a Met jersey, the other one wearing a Yankee jersey, sometimes in the same family, sometimes in the same house. I mean, that's the way it works. It's fun, it's loud, it's vibrant, the stadium's full, it matters for a couple of days. And you know what? To me, it's always been special. I've always loved it. I, always, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's the only thing about interleague play that's real is when you have these natural, really good natural rivalries. But we've had a lot of fun in this series through the years. The Mets have had many moments. I mean, listen, you had two guys here. Nobody loved it better than them. Nobody liked playing the Mets more than Jeter. Nobody liked hitting the Yankees more than Piazza. I mean, so you saw that time and time again. And we've had plenty of fun and plenty of moments. And I'm sure we'll get some more this weekend as we get ready uh, for what should be a fun weekend of games. I, I know I just put a damper on it a little bit with that news about Cespedes. You would have liked to have seen it happen. But as I said when I opened the show, it is, as at this moment, highly unlikely that he will play in the series this weekend. Unfortunately, that's the case. It would have been nice to see. They'll have to go without him, and we'll see if they can somehow just kickstart an offense that has been absolutely awful. Is anything going to happen to Reyes? Well, it hasn't happened yet, so we'll see if something does. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. So, again, we get ready for that. We also have the Belmont Stakes. We'll uh, justify be able to win the Triple Crown. Did that last race take uh, too much out of him? Is Hofberg as good as the buzz is? And you're going to hear that theme the next couple of days because Belmont's horse is... I told you about a week ago that he would be the now horse. He is more than a now horse. He is a, a really a hot horse right now that people are talking about. Because yeah, Mott's not a guy who is, you know, out there. He's not a guy who talks a lot. He's kind of a dignified, very talented, but dignified trainer. And uh, doesn't say a whole lot. And But you hear out of his camp just how excited they are about this horse. Uh, they thought he had a very tough trip in the in the Derby. They thought he, that he was well meant in the Derby. They've gotten him ready for this race. They think this race sets up great for them. They also wonder about whether uh, Justify can get the distance. Always an issue. Always an issue. And how much that last race took out of him. But Justify, to me, has some things going for him. Number one, obviously, he has Baffett. Number two, he's got a world of talent. He's big and strong. He is a very big, imposing horse. He ha- it doesn't look like he's lost any weight. And we will talk to Baffett tomorrow. It looks like he's trained very well. And he has a style that fits this race because the way to win this race is to go out take the lead and improve your position the rest of the way. And it's really the way to do it. Get out there, set a slow, leisurely half, and then start clicking off fractions and uh, see at the wire. That's the way to win this. You don't win this with a big rush. You win it, you win it with the ability to just grind and stride. I mean, that's the that's what you kind of do, you know, and listen, nobody expects you to do what the you know, Secretariat did, which was just, just you know, turn it on, turn it on, and then just kept going and just stoked the fire all the way to a record that still stands to this day. As a matter of fact, as a stand to this day, no one's been within really 10 lengths. I think Easy Goer was 
like 12 lengths behind Secretariat, and that's the closest anybody has been at all. His record still stands. His world record that he set in the Belmont still stands to this day. It's never been threatened. It's never been challenged. That day he had one of the performances for the ages. It was that good. It didn't say anything about the horses behind him. It wasn't meant to knock the horses behind him. It just was... Uh, the fact that he ran a hole in the wind that day and ran probably as well as any horse has ever run on that uh, very special uh, Belmont uh, that we have watched many times. And when you get a chance to see that on this weekend and you see just how imposing that that run was, you see what a special, special horse that uh, horse was and why we still remember him as fondly uh, as we do all these years later, there's never been another secretariat. I mean, he was uh, that good. There's been plenty of great horses. We had a great horse here in American Pharaoh, but nothing like what secretariat was and what his performance was. The records stand and may stand forever, as, as a matter of fact. So we get to that uh, with our trip to Belmont, but we'll do plenty of uh, baseball tomorrow, too. We'll be doing baseball every hour. We have... Uh, Aaron Boone tomorrow to highlight the show. We will have Brad tomorrow. We will have Baffert tomorrow. So we'll, uh, we'll have all the folks that we need to have uh, at the Belmont. Uh, and as far as basketball, there's not much really to talk about. I mean, it was a game Cleveland could have won. It was, you know, it was not a vintage LeBron uh, game. It was a great Durant game. And again, it was those other guys that were just a thorn. And on a night when Thompson was really not, not, not around, on a night when Curry was just awful. I mean, nothing short of awful. He did make a big basket in the fourth quarter. He made two back-to-back. But, I mean, he was hideous until that point. If LeBron ever had a game like Curry had last night, it would follow him forever. He ever went out there and went, you know, one for 10 and three for 16. I mean, it would, it would follow him forever. But Durant was just sensational last night. He had the game that, that's what, why he's the second best player in the league. It's LeBron, and then it's, there's a level, and then there's Durant, and there's a level. He's by himself as the second best player, and you see why with his size and his ability to score and the things he can do. And last night, again, McGee. And Livingston, and you know they had a couple other buddies come up last night and flip some stuff in, like Iguodala with a couple of big baskets, and just guys again putting up big numbers. The, the Cleveland defense just could not handle it in the second half, and they gave up way too many easy baskets. And again, they needed LeBron to be better than he was. He was good, but he needed to be great, and it wasn't enough. So the season will end probably with a sleep. If not, maybe the five games. Who cares? They know that really doesn't interest me one way or the other. Season's over, and we can start to get on to other things uh, as far as where he's going to go and what the shape of the league is and the draft and everything else. So we got all that to get to, also too, and we'll get it all rolling on this Thursday right after this. <laughs> 